Hey everybody, this is Jenna. And this is H Dog. And this, this is, is There Will Be Spoilers. Spoilers. Woo! Alright. We are talking about a movie called District 9, made in 2009. So first we're each going to do a one minute recap. Um, so we're going to get our timers out. Timers out. Alright. Not yet. But in the process of. In the process. In the process of. We're getting there. Grandma oh. H-Dog is slowly <laughs> finding her stopwatch. Hold on. A lot of stuff happens in this movie. So I'm going to try to say it all in a minute. But I don't think I get quite all the things. Okay, so I have a minute timer started or set up. And okay. And I will count you in. Three, two, one, go. All right. So in this movie, we are following Wickus, which is a guy who works for the multinational uh, United company. Um, so they uh, they deal with the aliens that landed on Earth from this big spaceship about 20 plus years ago. Um, they arrived and they were all malnourished and they had to we had to break in to their spaceship to get them out and now they live in slums in Johannesburg, uh, South Africa and sometimes they cause uh, crimes and they like, kill people, they steal their stuff and derail trains and things and that's not great so they're trying to move them now, they're evicting them from Johannesburg uh, slum to a new slum that's going to be more like a concentration camp and they're trying to get everyone to sign eviction things. And Wickus steals some fluid. It gets on him. He gets diseased. Um, time. Time. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was not very much of the plot. But that was not. It's that hard. was the beginning. <laughs> All right, H-Dog, you ready? Yes. No, but yes. <laughs> and go. Wickus starts out as this very weedy man working for this paramilitary group and his job is to go into the slum and forcibly evict these alien creatures and oh man oh man i got nervous it's okay in the process of evicting people he gets splurted in the face with this canister that has alien fluid in it and over 74 hours weakus turns more and more into an alien the company he works for ends up trying to use him as like this biological weapon. He ends up escaping. He ends up returning to the slum and hiding there and asking them for help for help. And he teams up with Christopher and his son and they break into the paramilitary place. They steal a canister. They break out. They get weapons from Nigeria and they save the world. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. That was way better than mine. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Going second is easier. <laughs> For sure. There is so much that happens in this movie that it's hard to cover it in in one minute. I'm going to look at... Can you pull up the picture with the uh, thingy? Of course I can. Thank you. Um, so next we are going to kind of uh, explain what happens in the rest of the movie. Um, major plot points and stuff like that. Uh, so, so you got as far as telling when they break into the MNU, mm -hmm. 
to get the 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 confiscated alien liquid. So this liquid is kind of cool. It's like they get it from uh, all of these different pieces of alien mechanics and like alien technology, and that's how they they collect the liquid from those things, and they can't get it from um, human electronics or or stuff like that because ours things suck apparently <laughs> and theirs are really awesome so this uh christopher has been collecting all of this fluid from all these machine thingies um for for the past 20 years so he was really pissed when wickes came and like found his little canister of liquid and it sprayed half of it on his face maybe not half but um so he wasted a bunch of stuff um and they can also use this fluid we find later to power this part of the like a mini ship that came from the mothership fell down uh forever ago and we find out that christopher's um cabin hut thing it's not a cabin um was was built on top of this fallen spaceship um and so the whole time they're trying to collect the fluid so they can get back to the mothership and get back home i guess we don't really get to hear about where they came from, but we know they arrived pretty not great. <laughs> they were all malnourished and, and I don't know. Uh, Wickes, Wickes, his, his um, goals change after being sprayed with the, the fluid. And he is all concerned with just wanting to be human again. And to be human, again, he is learning from Christopher and the son that there might be something on the alien spaceship that could heal him to how he was. Um, but to do that, they need the canister fluid. So that's that's how he ends up working with the father-son team. That's yeah. how they end up breaking into the MNU place. And getting back their stuff that was taken during the, the time Wickes actually took it when he was... Um, doing the evictions, and they went into the house because there was uh, nobody there. Well, the first, there, there was the guy's, Christopher's friend that was helping them collect the fluid, was the one that they talked to and, like, signed the eviction paper. Did he end up signing it? No, he got, like, held at gunpoint and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that bad military guy kind of shot him in the head. Did he? No, he shot the other one in the head. Oh, man. There was a lot of violence in this movie. There was lots of murder. <laughs> no, he got saved, I think. Sorry, I'm mixing up the different parts of the story. I I think he might have gotten shot in the head. Um, that one at the beginning. Um, and the MNU when they went and broke back in to get their awesome fluid stuff. Um, that is where they also had kept Wickus when. When he first came home after getting sprayed in the face, um, he came home to his wife, which he loved so much, and he was like, hey, I'm feeling really sick, I gotta go to the washroom and, like, throw up and stuff, and she's like, actually, no, we're throwing a surprise party for you because of your promotion, and so his wife is the daughter of the guy who runs the Multinational United, so... People think he got the raise because um, because of his connection to her and him, 
but the dad was like, nope, he's proved his worth, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, so he gets really sick, and he starts coughing, and he starts um, losing his fingernails, which was really creepy. And his, oh, yeah, that will get to, he started losing his teeth later on, too. He actually is cutting the cake that looks like the, the building that he works in. And all of his, like, co-workers are there and stuff. And then he ends up, like, throwing up this black liquid on top of the cake. And it's really gross. And then they're like, okay, we're going to take you to the hospital, sir. Um, and his parents are at the party and everything. Uh, when he goes to the hospital, he goes with his wife, Tanya. Tanya. Maybe, yeah. And she's not allowed to see him. Yeah. They kind of, like, take him and they're like, what's going on? And he starts growing this, like, alien hand where his hand was. I think during the eviction process, he injures his arm somehow, which I didn't fully catch how he did that. And his hand is all wrapped up for a bunch of time and then he unwraps it and now it's like an alien hand. And everyone's freaking out. And then they're like, and then he's freaking out and he's like, oh my God. And they put him under sedation and then they start doing all these really not ethical like tests on him. Mm -hmm. And then what do you want to say? Like about the weapon part? Well, so they, they took him to a hospital, but the hospital they took him to was like uh, the hospital that's run by this, the MNU. Yeah. Um, and their main goal of having him there is to try to figure out how his new biological makeup, how it can be used to operate the, the alien weapons. Because everyone on Earth is super obsessed with, like, how this alien technology works. It seems like they have, um, energy weapon capabilities, and so there's... There's also a group of Nigerians in the movie. Yeah. And they they are also kind of mistreating the... Not even kind of. They absolutely are mistreating <laughs> yeah. the aliens. Because they, they want to eat their bits. Because they think like, oh, if I eat your bits, I'm going to get <laughs> your power. Exactly. And the military wants the aliens because they want to test on them and figure out how their weapons work. Yeah. It's always a rush to get those weapons. Everybody wants to kill everybody all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then they find out that Wickus's new arm, that's alien arm, it can um, activate the weapons. And they try out different weapons on him. And he's kind of like hooked up in this thing. And he's kind of like, he's trying to escape a little bit. He's like, I don't want to shoot your weapons. But then he does uh, shoot some like already dead pigs that they're hanging up and then exploding with the weapons and then after a couple weapons trials later they have a prawn come up as like target practice which is one of the aliens that apparently it's a uh, calling them a prawn is like a a racial slur kind of thing but through the whole movie they call them prawns so it's kind of hard not to to say that but um the alien comes up and he's like Wickus is like, nope, I'm not going to shoot this alien because they're innocent and I don't want to kill them. And then they kind of like fight him a bit and they kind of make him kill kill the alien and he's really upset about it. Um, and they're doing more tests on him and they're talking about how 
they want to use all the different parts of his body to use diff to for research and they're like he's conscious and everything and he can hear them talking about this and they're like mm -hmm. yeah no he's not gonna survive we're just gonna like harvest his every organ and everything and like he's like oh man i don't want to be a part of that so he attacks everybody and escapes and that's when he goes to live in district nine and that's when he finds the the father-son duo which he did meet briefly earlier when he was doing the evictions so i think he kind of was looking for their house maybe um and then they're like mad at him because he used and stole their liquid um and what that's else? when they find out they have like similar goals they want the liquid um mm -hmm. they realize like they're gonna need weapons to fight back yeah and so their idea is that they'll go meet the with the nigerians to get weapons and the nigerians have different plans yeah the nigerians are like we like or the main guy who's in the wheelchair he's like hey you i really like your freaky arm i want to cut it off and eat it so i can gain your powers and be powerful and be able to maybe do the weapon things yeah um, so they're beating him up, and yeah. Weakus is, like, on the ground, and he kind of starts crawling. He gets close enough to put his tentacle claw thing around a weapon, mm -hmm. and it activates, and he ends up being able to fight yeah. his way out of the Nigerian compound area. He's badass He's now. He's fleeing <laughs> again with weapons. And then, um... I think there's like kind of like a time jump. There's like a weird cut where all of a sudden the scene shows like uh, an explosion happening at a building, mm -hmm. which is the MNU building. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of cuts again and you see uh, Weakest in like a different kind of outfit. Like all of a sudden he has this um, camouflage vest on. Mm -hmm. He has the weapons and then Christopher's with them. Bulletproof vest. Yeah, and yep. they're running through the MNU building. To get the canister of fluid. Yeah, and they're breaking in because he worked there already. So he already has, like, a code that lets him get in the building, which they really should have changed when they were, like, yeah. looking for him and stuff. Something I kind of thought of that's funny is yeah. that because this whole transition happens, like, within 74 hours, they, the company, is probably something really stupid where, like, it takes, there's a turnaround time to get people out of the system. So they haven't had time to even get them out of the system yet. That's true. Or, like, maybe it's, like, a whole, like, bureaucracy thing where, like, you have to fill out a form and then you have to send it to this office and that office has to get <laughs> it and then they have to do all the paperwork and stuff. Meanwhile, all the disgruntled yeah. ex-employees are, like, breaking back in and doing shit. <laughs> yeah. And they get to the area that uh, Weakest was being tested on in that area and Christopher kind of sees what has been happening in that area and is deeply distraught and what does he see though he sees like alien fetuses he sees he sees one alien body that has been i want to say skinned it looks like like it's only half as big as the aliens we see running around mm. and it's all bloody and it's all like really painful looking and and who knows if they did that while the alien was alive or or not because uh they might have that would be horrible they managed to find the canister yeah but immediately they're found out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um 
Because their presence is known because of the bomb and everything. And Dwickus is all over the news. So everybody's looking for him and he is like wanted person number one in the world. He tries to go even when he's running away earlier to this like fast food place. And then they see him on the news and then they are like, ah, we're not going to serve you. And he steals some burgers and runs away. Oh, uh, how the tables turn. (laughs) I think it was only like... Not even 24 hours until he himself was eating cat food. Yeah. Yeah. And he was loving it. Mm-hmm. Because he was really hungry. He was hungry. He hadn't eaten in a while. Oh, it was in, when he was eating the cat food. You reminded me. That's when his teeth started falling out. Ooh. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Eventually his skin starts peeling off and things start bursting through his skin. Yeah. But uh, once they get the canister, um, Christopher and Weakus are talking because Weakus, he only knew how to get into the building. He had no no plan of how to get out. Yeah. And Christopher is like, well, I'm going to make a bomb. So he makes a bomb and yeah. they blow their way out of out of the experimentation room. Mm-hmm. And they just happen to be able to get into a garage area. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. this is where a car chase ensues. They steal a vehicle. It's like an armored vehicle, too. It's pretty badass. And they, they do a whole car chase scene. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the army people are after them now. Mm -hmm. So they're following them in, like, cars and helicopters are everywhere. And they're following him. And then then that part comes back where you're telling where he and Christopher get back to where Christopher's hut is. Mm -hmm. And the kid's there. and And then he's like... All right, we need to use this um, fluid to go up to your mothership, and you can make me more human again mm-hmm. and take away all my alien DNA. And uh, then Christopher's like, no, actually, because I saw what you guys were doing to us and all the experimentations, I think I'm just going to go use this fluid to go straight up to the mothership and then fly home and then get back up, basically, to come and like help save the prawn alien dudes that are in this uh Johannesburg and then I'll come back for you in like three years and then I'll make you and then I'll make you human again kind of a thing mm-hmm. like he has different priorities now and we guess kind of has a tantrum and knocks <laughs> out poor Christopher yeah takes the canister jumps into like a um a floor trap door thing. Bunker thing. Into yeah. where the spaceship is. The young prom kid is already in there. And they start activating the ship. The, the poor prom kid is like, but what about daddy? Yeah, where's father? Where's father? <laughs> and he's like, don't worry about it, kid. We're going to go to the mothership. And we'll come back for your dad. And the kid's like, no, where is he? So the spaceship activates. And it starts flying and hovering. And then the MNU activate a missile that hits the spaceship and damages one of its engines. And then it oh, no, you don't to <laughs> fall and crash, but not too bad because it was able to fly again. Yeah. Well, um, no, because it had a tractor beam. Oh, that's true. It's the whole tractor beam d- business. Yeah, for her. Yeah. Um, so Christopher is then being held at gunpoint by the asshole uh, army guy. Who's like, oh man, I love killing prawns because I'm yeah. fucking psycho. <laughs> you think he... Um, He's power tripping. Yeah. 
Do you think he'd be an example of, like, a sadist, maybe? Probably. Or, like, he seemed to really enjoy causing pain. He did. He had fun. Yeah, he was not a great guy. He was the one who shot the other prawn in the head, I think, without even a blink. Yeah. Which was Christopher's friend um, earlier in the movie. Uh, so Christopher's being held by this guy, and then Wickus gets... Um, I think he goes back to the Nigerians. Yeah, they kidnap him again. They kidnap him. You're right. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, They're actually, there's this cool... I don't know what it's called. One of those, like mech machine yeah. things that you climb into and then you can control it from the inside mm -hmm. and then you're like super strong and nobody can uh, shoot you through it and stuff and he's running around in that and then he sees this army guy and the army guy's like says some things to him and he gets all like uh, scared and he like runs away and I'm thinking why are you running away you're the one in the mech suit or yeah. whatever and then it looks like he's gonna shoot Christopher in the head and then and then Wickers is like I kind of like Christopher I'm gonna go back and save him yeah. so he starts using the mech uh, gun thing that's the alien weaponry and it's so cool it's kind of like laser but like it comes out kind of looking like water sometimes mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. And I think he blows the army dude's arm off. And that's really uh, satisfying <laughs> to me. Um, also, whenever someone gets shot with, like, the, the alien laser thing, um, they usually just, like, explode into chunks of flesh and blood, which I like a lot. <laughs> yeah. There were some very interesting effects in the movie, and I'd like to check out more about it. Mm -hmm. um, I saw really briefly after watching it, um, kind of the the whole golem suit thing, the guy in like the gray suit with all the different tracking points on it. Yeah. And motion capture something. Yeah, that thing. It'd be interesting to see how much they used that. And yeah, with it being produced by um, Peter Jackson. Yeah. It did say like a wingnut production. Is that just Peter Jackson wingnut? I have no idea. And then so usually what a workshop is connected to yeah. Jack Peter Jackson, but I didn't see why a workshop name come up. I wasn't looking, but I didn't see it either. Um, yeah. The so weakest in the the Gundam suit, <laughs> and Christopher again team up. Yeah, with weakest protecting Christopher. And then Christopher gets to go in the spaceship that his son is still hiding in. Um, and the son is really good at technological things, apparently. It's because he's going through the spaceship that's, like, been the one that they were trying to get up to the mothership in. So it's crashed, but he's still going through and doing things and setting it up. So he actually activates something in the mothership that, like, starts the tractor beam. And... The ship moves over, the mothership moves over the smaller ship and tractor beams it all the way up inside, which is kind of cool because it looks like there is a space on the mothership that's like a missing puzzle piece, which the other ship perfectly fits into. And it takes a long time for it to be lifted up there. So the whole time that that is like slowly being lifted up into the mothership, Wickus is in his mech suit thing, just... Um, distracting and destroying 
the army peoples. Yeah. Buying time. Buying time for Christopher Ultimately and his son. sacrificing himself for yeah. Christopher and his son. Yeah. Within, like, sac- like knowing he's probably going to die, like, just resigns to that fate almost nobly. Nobly. Yeah. In a noble type way. He's pretty badass. And at this point, he, one of his eyeballs looks just like an alien eyeball and he visually looks like like shrapnel is coming through his skin not like shrapnel usually comes and like stabs into you these ones look like they're breaking out of him is like alien scaly things that are breaking through his skin from the inside out and it looks so painful but I'm not sure it felt painful for him because there's this one scene where he's looking in the mirror and he like takes his shirt off and he's touching his body and he's like checking out the alien spiky skin stuff that's coming out and breaking his skin apart. And he looks surprised that there's so much of it and there's some on his, like a bunch, his whole arm's pretty much like destroyed. Like, the skin, the human skin is all punctured and it looks all alien underneath. And his shoulders all like that. And then even he has some coming through his abdomen. So he's kind of like, shit, this is spreading a lot faster than I thought. Um, so by the time that he is in the mech suit fighting off the peoples, he is, I want to say like a third, a third of him is, uh, maybe not that much, transitioned already to being alien. And might not be able to transition back. Um, so Christopher and his son get up to the mothership. And they are safe because Wickes has caused the distraction for long enough. And then the mothership leaves, I think. And and then we kind of see... Um, they show like a drone shot or a helicopter shot of... of and they say that it's like the last video footage they have of Wickus, whatever his last name is. Mm-hmm. And then and then they start having interviews again. So at the beginning of the movie, which I don't think we touched upon yet, it they have um lots of like news reels and scenes like that and also shots of like interviews with people. So it seems very uh documentary style, which is very believable. Um they did a very good job. So they start doing that again at the end of the movie, and they're talking about Wickus. Even at the beginning of the movie, they were talking about him kind of in the past tense, as if the events had already happened. And then they go and show you all the events that were important with Wickus and his transition and and what happened and all that. Um, So his wife is kind of upset, obviously, that her husband is gone and she can't really... She hasn't really seen him since he went to the hospital that one time and got stolen and <laughs> tested upon. Um, I just spilled my water. It's okay. <laughs> uh, what else? H-Dog. Oh, boy. Oh, we could tell them the flower thing. Oh, yeah. In one of the... In, like, the end closing scene, you see this alien creature outside kind of hunched and he's... They're holding, like, scrap, and in the scrap, they're making a little flower, and... It's made out of, like, metal, and it's really cute. And just before that, um, his, his wife, Tanya, was talking about, like, 
how like she she hasn't got closure she kind of hopes he's still out there she recently found like this metal flower on her doorstep and part of her thought like oh maybe it's from weakest yeah and it was it was and it was super sweet because yeah. she was showing us other things that he's made for her by hand and that he knows making things yourself means yeah. more as a gift it's just more special and stuff so yeah so she kind of knew when she found that flower that it was from him and that he was still alive well she was hopeful yeah she really got the short end of the stick for in, sure in some aspects like her dad's obviously shit <laughs> he's an asshole and like lies about what happened to weakest and it doesn't I don't know. Like, like when Wickus was in the hospital being tested on, yeah. his dad, her dad knew that and he was kind of, he was actually there watching it happen too. He was, he was totally fine with Wickus getting like tortured and like tested on and, and whatever. And, and then later we see when Wickus is still in the hospital and, um, or testing center, whatever we call it, the lab, um, and Tanya is talking to her father later and she's like hey so where's wickus i want to see him and like he's my husband blah blah blah. and the father's like nope you can't see him anymore you need to just get over him yeah and i was like whoa that was fast she's like been like a day of him being away yeah she's like his arm was just injured and the dad was like oh he was just not strong enough to to heal from it and i thought that was so demeaning yeah like it's like he never liked him as a son-in-law. I don't think he ever did. I wonder if he ever did truly like anybody. I think he's just a sad, sad shell of a person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. He was, uh, he was balding. We call him Mr. Mean Baldy Guy. Mean Baldy Guy. <laughs> okay. So what... Do you think, H-Dog, if there are any overarching themes in this this movie? Like, the concepts of, like, speciesism, mm-hmm. um, segregation. It reminded me a lot of, like, the, the situation that happens in the United States with, like, immigrants coming over and the immigrant, like, detention centers. It really had like uh like reminiscences of that yeah it definitely like reminded me of that and that kind of continued throughout the whole film the the need to like segregate from the aliens to like move them to a different area and they never like really let them come in to the society and like become workers or anything like live with the humans they always made them live in District 9 and kind of kept them in there, um, almost like a jail. But, like, they did come out and, like, they were allowed to leave District 9, I guess, because they did show that a couple times. Yeah, there were a lot of areas that would say no aliens, and so they couldn't go into places. So that, that has definitely happened in, unfortunately, like, recent history. Yeah. Where people were barred from going into places just because of who they were. And the color of their skin, which is not cool. Not cool, man. What other themes were there? Themes, I think, yeah, you hit on that. 
pretty space. Hit that nail on the head. Feelings. It was kind of like a first contact situation. That was kind of a theme. I don't know if it was overarching. I think, well, I guess just any themes. Um, I think the theme, the kind of uh, theme that happens a lot is, I don't know what it would be called, but like um, just war and like how much people can't seem to just live at peace with each other and other creatures. We always seem to dominate and we always seem to like want to kill things Mm -hmm. and... So this movie was very uh, much about greed as well because the people were not really caring about the the well-being of the aliens. They just really wanted to learn about their weapons and how to use the alien weapons. And they were, yeah, they wanted to be powerful and have strong weapons. And they didn't care that the prawns were living in squalor and stuff like that. Um... Okay, here's one. Do you identify with any of the characters? I do. All right, who do you identify with? So, who I identify with most is not necessarily my favorite character. If I had to say my favorite character, my favorite character is Christopher. Nice. Because throughout the movie, he expressed so many emotions, like in the very beginning... When he was talking to the prawn kid, he was saying, be careful of doing this, that. He was kind of, like, instructing him how to do things safely. Um, definitely, like, spoke to the son with, like, like love and care. Um, one of the houses they were in even looked like they were stained glass windows and wallpaper or, like, decor on the walls of Inside the Slum. Uh-uh. And he was so committed to try to try to make things better. So Christopher is my favorite, but the per but who I identify with most, unfortunately, hmm? is all all the ignorant people that were being interviewed for the for the news or like the people who knew Wickes. And they they were really ignorant and kind of complicit to everything that was happening they didn't they kind of took information at face value they didn't kind of look further to see information for themselves they believed what the media was telling them about him yeah and i and i that's something like i am terrified of doing because it's so easy to do well it's hard when that's all the information you're given it's hard to know what's the truth yeah because uh, we're not there behind the scenes. We don't know if they're telling <laughs> us only the, the best things or the worst things or things that are yeah. taken out of context, even. So, unfortunately, I I connect or cons- like connect most with the ignorant bystanders. <laughs> unfortunately. I don't think I identified with any of the characters. No. Um, but I really liked how Wickus had a kind of like character arc where he he changed yeah. throughout the movie depending on like when he when he was kind of on the run and he went to live in district 9 he had to live in the slums like the aliens did and got to see things from the way they they had to live mm-hmm. and um he went to came to appreciate uh Christopher and and kind of see him as an equal instead of just like a a lower prawn creature that 
you can evict and do whatever you want to. And yeah. there was a scene when, I don't know, yeah, if it was in the movie, I think, there was this hut with all these eggs, prawn eggs or alien eggs that were being fed by some cow carcass and like all these tubes and blood and stuff. And he was like, here's these baby alien pods. We're just going to set them all on fire. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even yeah. blink. He didn't, He just thought, yep, yeah, no, we're just going to kill him. Yeah, he's like, this is how you abort the baby aliens. And here's uh, a souvenir from the, the process. You can keep that. Like, he's joking about and having fun aborting these alien fetuses. Yeah, it was really hard to watch, kind of. He was, in the beginning, like, he was definitely malicious. Um, he would say, like, horrible things to to the aliens. He would, like, patronize them. Mm-hmm. He would talk to them as if they were stupid or couldn't understand them. Or lower than. Yeah. I know when they were talking about Christopher, and Christopher was asking all these questions about the eviction form he was supposed to sign. And he was, he was like, oh, this one, this, like, Chris talking about Christopher, he's a smart one. Like, he's a sharp one. Yeah. As if most of the aliens are not so smart. Yeah. He's like, oh, so we're going to have to change tactics a little bit. And then... And And then he threatened the child. He said that, um... He was like, okay, well, if you're not going to sign the eviction papers, then I can see the area you have to live here is dangerous for children. And you've got a child, so we're just going to take your child away. And that, unfortunately, reminds me of... The genocide that happened in Canada oh with God. residential schools because it was a similar thing. They'd go and be like, "Oh, your your kids aren't living in a proper so-called proper situation, so we're gonna take them to schools, okay?" You steal Very your similar. child from their family yeah. and never bring them back again. Yeah, it's horrible. It's not okay. <laughs> All of these movies just make me feel like humans <laughs> suck. <laughs> but the way that it is done. The movie with with all like the the news kind of footage and the mockumentary style footage, it is reminiscent of footage you can find throughout his- history that is is real and is horrible. Yeah. And maybe watching a film, I guess we're kind of going to get to this later, but like watching a film like this, if it piques your interest, you might end up looking into the things that did happen to history. It yeah. might pique your curiosity enough. To start looking at stuff like that. Definitely. Definitely. Things that people don't really want to shed a light on, but are part of part of our history, and we have to still uh admit that and and kind of um atone for it, I suppose. Gotta work through our trauma, guys. Yeah, if you don't work through it, it's just gonna sit there. Um, what else are we doing? How was the acting, H Dog? Okay, so <laughs> Weakus is acting was fantastic you go from hating him to feeling kind of sorry for him guiltily feeling sorry for him to kind of rooting for him in the end yeah and yeah so his acting was good i i agree and i'd like to look into more of the, the motion capture stuff because mm-hmm. that itself could be considered really good acting but Definitely. i'm not i'm not sure i'll have to look into it I thought the worst acting in that movie, thankfully it was from a smaller role, was from the red-headed doctor. 
because, well, he was acting pretty well in the interview part, but when Wickes actually went to go see the doctor to see if he could help him with his arm and get it back to being a human arm, um, he just seemed like, like, oh, that sucks. I can't help you. Take this thing and they can help you over here. He just seemed like, I don't know, not very believable, um, but thankfully everybody else in the movie seemed to be pretty pretty present and pretty um believable yeah present's not probably the right word but um i thought the the bad army guy he was also a very good actor because i hated him yeah and he was like uh he was intense and he's like i like killing prawns i'm having a fun time messing up your life um acting was good mostly very good wickes was extremely good and uh yeah you end up rooting for him and feeling bad that he he can't go back to his normal life because because he's an alien now and if he goes back home he'll probably get shot or something because everybody's so speciesist and yeah his wife misses him and he misses his wife i'm glad his wife actually cares because it was really hard to tell throughout the the movie until the end when she's actually grieving for him yeah because she calls him a couple times and he calls her as well when he's hiding yeah and she's crying i thought when she was calling for him i was super suspicious thinking oh like maybe she's she's in on it and she's just trying to find out where he is right and the phones are tapped yes but i don't i don't think think she knew knew. jinx Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) i i agree i don't think she knew yeah um, all right. So what do you think about the cinematography? How they shot the movie? The, uh, yeah. I the like, different choices they made? I like when they did the, like, the mockumentary style. Yes. That was cool. Um, I thought it was really cool how they, they had, like, live news. Well, I guess it wasn't live. It might have, uh, they had, like, news feeds, and they also had, um, like you said, mockumentary. So, like, they had interviews with people that knew Wickus, And they had even security camera footage. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool, too, because that was, um, I think, in either black and white or sepia toned. So it got a different kind of feel, mm-hmm. a different angle, a stationary angle, I guess. Um, Something I liked about the... Mm-hmm film footage is that there was often like a date at the at the corner oh of yeah the screen and so you could kind of follow along with like is this the first day of what is journey or second or third day mm-hmm. because it all takes place over like like 74 hours i think i think so also i found that they used a lot of shaky camera type action um where it looked like they would probably just have somebody um, holding a camera that wasn't, like, hooked up to anything to stay still. They were just, like, chasing after and, and kind of seeing. Um, it made it seem a lot more uh, suspenseful with the shaky camera. Do you think a lot of green screen stuff was used? Um, Maybe for, like, the explosions and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like... Probably not. Probably a lot more of just motion capture stuff, like you said, with yeah. the dots on the body and for the for the different alien creatures. I wonder 
like where they filmed like if they actually filmed in south africa or like what like how they filmed the slum areas like if there was like a set with some bunkers set up be interesting to look into that yeah i'm very curious did you notice um like color theory throughout the movie or anything like that um i didn't really i think everything was kind of a a kind of a darker tone and there was lots of like garbage everywhere so mm-hmm. it kind of i don't know there was lots of grays and lots blacks gray. and um it was interesting that the even the alien fluid was black and at a certain point wickus has black i'm assuming blood coming up from like his nose and what he throws up first time he threw up it was like white and probably like stuff that he'd eaten um, but at another point, I think when he throws up over the cake and the table of his party, <laughs> so it was like black, black throw up and it was more like liquidy. Um, I thought it was, yeah, if it was color theory, it was just like maybe muted yeah. black and gray kind of tones, um, more so. Wasn't very colorful as far as I remember. Uh, what about the score, the music? I honestly didn't notice it too much i'm gonna be honest i didn't either i think um i think it went well with the action like the music went well with the action it was like loud and suspense yes but should have paid more attention to the score i didn't i can't remember like any particular musical themes from the movie next time next time next time next rewatch okay out of five stars what would you give it Okay, this is tough for me because this is the first time I'm going to be rating a film. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to set my bar too high. With that being said, I think I'm going to give it like um, a four out of five. Ah! Because I really liked it. That is what I gave it. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I was thinking, because uh, usually I, I never really give five out of fives. Yeah. I only really give five out of fives like... Very, very rarely. Yeah. And that's only when I wouldn't change a thing about it. Mm-hmm. And I am I have no qualms with with anything in the movie. Qualm is a great word. Qualm! <laughs> um, I would give it a four out of five. I almost gave it a four and a half because I thought it was very powerful and well done. But I feel like um, maybe there were some details that weren't fully explained enough Mm -hmm. like they didn't go into very much about the aliens past like why were they in their spaceship Mm -hmm. they actually were hovering hovering over earth for three months before anything happened so the humans were like what is this spaceship doing here and they went up onto the spaceship and like broke their way in and then they discovered the aliens were really, like, sick and stuff. But we don't know any other details about mm-hmm. that. We only really know when um, the little prawn kid, alien kid, was asking his father, Christopher. He's like, oh, we have one moon here on Earth. How many moons are on our planet? Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. Yeah. And his dad's like, our planet has seven moons. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how that would affect gravity and stuff that'd be interesting maybe they have like uh 
maybe their water acts differently or like their fluid that they I'm assuming they have a water adjacent type fluid that they drink. <laughs> Maybe it's like partially floating in their atmosphere or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. What would you, oh no. What would you watch it again? I absolutely would watch it again. This was my second time watching it. Nice. And I must not have been watching close enough the first time because there's a lot of things I didn't remember this from watching it this time. And I think next time I would catch even more details. And I'd like to go back to kind of, to look at more of those details. And to look more at the background scenes. Um, like the one time I met, I mentioned earlier, I, I noticed there was like stained glass in one of the, the slum houses and there's wallpaper. And it'd be fun to look at all the other things that are also in the background that, that draw more of a picture of who the alien creatures are. Yeah, they all have their own personalities and... Mm-hmm culture things they're doing for sure i think that's cool i think i know that uh they were talking about christopher's cabin and how he had all these computer pieces and um up on his wall as if that was like decoration that was pretty cool yeah and they were like this is illegal this is illegal this thing that this alien is doing is illegal and there were a lot of like weapons that were stashed away and stuff and it was kind of interesting to see the humans coming in and being like this is illegal i'm like well it's not really your area yeah i get the impression that they'd find something illegal even if there wasn't yeah they'd make there be something illegal because they hated them so much yeah yeah that's true would you i would also watch it again Mm -hmm. for sure would you recommend it to friends i would i would recommend it especially to high schools because i think it'd be really good to watch in an educational setting and for teach them about discrimination yeah for you to be able to talk about it and it'd be interesting to be like hey like let's watch district nine and then like watch something similar from from history where similar themes actually have occurred draw some comparisons yeah yeah that's awesome Mm. i would also recommend it to friends um yeah i really liked it that was very well done very well put together. It, there never felt like any scene that dragged on too long. It never felt like the action was pointless, which mm-hmm. sometimes movies are like that. Um, but this one, the action felt needed. So, like, there was always a reason why they were fighting. They were either breaking into the building, running out of the building. Getting kidnapped, getting unkidnapped, kidnapping. Defending their friends. Stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. I think that's a wrap. (laughs) Thanks, H-Dog, for being here with me. Thank you, Jenna. And thank you, everybody. And silently sitting here have been two kitty cats that have been extra special um, guest co-hosts. And although you can't see them, maybe we're able to hear them purring. But they are here with you, too. (laughs) S'more and Luna send their love. All right. Goodbye.